This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Brian Geisiger joins us now because the NBA Finals are upon us. And we got a cool soccer tournament in town, and uh, he watches all sports. He may have even watched the NASCAR All-Star Race in North Wilkesboro, uh, just because he grew up not too far from there. We'll see if we ask him about that. BG, what's going on, dude? How you doing? I'm uh, good. Good to be on with you guys. How's it going? Doing all right. Can it, is it even possible to name all the outlets that you write hoops for now? I, I feel <laughs> like we got Pack Pride, Devil's Den, Inside Carolina. Did we write for some Virginia sites, too? What 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 else did we do this basketball uh, yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shrieking the Lawn, yeah. uh, which is the like the Vox SB Nation site for UVA. I've done some stuff just for SB Nation. Uh, proper uh, Demon Deacon Digest, which is the Wake 24-7 site. Uh, fan-sided, doing some, uh, did some uh, non-ACC basketball off-season content there. Um, <clears throat> after Jaden Epps, it looked like he was going to go to NC State, and then he picked Georgetown. So ah. the piece that was going to be on NC State, I ended up just looking around and seeing if anyone else uh, wanted it because it Shop was it. done. Nice. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. Things are yes, yeah, uh, staying busy, and then um, I'm out here at the uh, the TST, the, the soccer tournament with uh, Soccer.com. Uh, so it's been a beautiful day out here as uh, as well. So, very, yeah, who's season those uh, twenty four? You know, three hundred sixty five day kind of kind of uh, three hundred sixty five days a year kind of gig. You know, very cool. Yes, yeah, so you used to write about all the ACC teams for one site. Now you write about all of them for 15 different sites, basically. That's right, I, yeah. And then a few extras <laughs> yeah. on the side. Um, we will talk. Yeah. Uh, I will ask you if you've uh, talked to Chad Ochocinco or Steve Nash or celebrities <laughs> like Austin Deleuze uh, in just a minute. But uh, I want to turn the attention to the NBA Finals tonight and ask you this. If the Nuggets are runaway winners, um, nobody's giving the Heat a chance, my question for you is if I put the over-under at two-and-a-half championships – for uh, the Nuggets and Jokic in the next, let's say, eight years, are you taking the over and under? Over or under? <laughs> so they haven't even won one yet. That's right. Already doing the, I'm, uh, I'm giving you know them what? one. You said you said two and a half, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll take the under, but okay. like I wouldn't be surprised if they won multiple ones. I mean, they're set. Like Jokic is just getting into the prime of his career. Jamal Murray entering the prime of his career. Michael Porter Jr. Like they have those dudes locked up and under contract um you know when the new cba kicks in in the nba it might be tougher to keep that kind of uh, core together with three max contract players and finding the right things to put around them but with someone like like Jokic, um i mean you're always going to have a top five offense and you're always going to have a guy that's basically unguardable and is designed to just like bend and warp defenses so i'll say i'll say under but I do think they're going to win the title this year. And if they win another one, uh, you know, that certainly would not be a surprise. But I like those odds if, I can, if, they, if they're still going to win multiple titles and I can still hit the under. So I'll go, I'll go like, you know, one to two basically. Yeah, I, th- I thought setting the over-under at one and a half was too easy because I think everybody would yeah. say, like, yeah, they'll probably win this one and then win another one. But we've seen, I mean, Giannis has been – at times, the best player in the NBA for a season. Yeah. Um, and there's yeah. and you saw them win one, and then you see how hard it is. You know, when when the Warriors or Spurs or whoever's doing it at the time seem to make it look easy, you forget that it is not easy, even if you start with guy who might be the best basketball player on the planet. So, it, go ahead. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is it's like I mean, 
Denver could have had one already. Like Jamal Murray tears his ACL yep. in April of 2021. Like maybe they win the title that year. Maybe they won it last year. You know, maybe they would have won it last year, but they basically didn't have their best player or this part me, their second best player for two postseasons. And Michael Porter Jr., their third best player, they didn't have them in the playoffs last year. So like Jokic carrying that team uh, to the playoffs last season was was incredible, and you know, is why he won the MVP. But yeah, like it's nuts because they could very conceivably have one just to their names already, but they certainly seem poised to, uh, to bag one here uh, this season. All right, we've talked about it. We heard Eric Spolster talk about it. He didn't obviously give away some secret plan they're throwing out. He basically just said, Jokic is unstoppable and we will try very hard against him, you know, what a coach is going to say. Yeah. Uh, you are a dude, I mean, I could see you being the savvy mind on uh, as an assistant coach to an NBA player, I mean, to an, an an NBA head coach who does all the glitz and glamour stuff, and then he goes and he's like, "All right, Brian, I need you to draw up the uh, the defensive stop, Jokic." Like, is there a pattern in games that the Nuggets actually lost this year? Is there at least a starting point? A, I mean, I was describing earlier about like when Kobe was at his best, you didn't come in saying, "All right, we need to hold Kobe under 20. It was like we need to make yeah. him work really hard for his twenty eight, and hopefully it's not forty. You know, is there an even a starting point? or a pattern for what has been most successful in slowing down Jokic and the Nuggets offense? I mean, it's not really. Like, this has been, you know, they were the second-best offense in the league this season in terms of points per possession. Obviously, they're even better when, when Jokic is out there. And in the playoffs, you know, as opposed to playing 36 minutes a game, he can play 42 minutes a game. So you're getting, you know, 90% of the game or whatever with this guy that basically every time he's on the court, you're getting good shots every time down the floor. Um, I mean, some of the small stuff for Miami, I would think one, one of the things would be like if their offense, if Miami can be efficient on offense as it was at times against Boston or hit shots the way they have, just like make Denver take the ball out of the net and don't let them get into their running gun transition game where they're dominant because even Jokic can rip and run. And like when Jokic is pushing the fast break, it's just like, you know, it's, he, he can pass like Magic Johnson. He can handle and he's seven feet tall and all this like, those possessions are unstoppable, right? Um, but assuming it does turn into, you know, a you know, half-court type slugfest, Jokic is just tough because it can't just be, oh, we'll send two guys at him, right? Um, because, one, if he sees the same look, three straight trips down the court, he's going to destroy it. And he's the best passer in basketball right now or, or among them. So it can't just be load up on him. And, I mean, I think some of the teams that have had success against him in the playoffs guarding him, like the Lakers, you saw them put Jared Vanderbilt or Rui Hachimura on Jokic and then had Anthony Davis roam, right? And and had Anthony Davis be a helper and a guy that could just clog up the paint and and close off the rim. But Miami can't really do that. Like, they're they're not going to put Kevin Love. I mean, I guess they could try. They could try (laughs) to put Kevin Love on, on Jokic and have Bam roam. But Bam, you know, one of the best defenders in the world, is not the kind of rim protector that someone like Anthony Davis is, where he's just going to totally block every shot in sight and make make guys second guess shots. So, I mean, my my guess is they'll put Bam on him, and that's a pretty good one on one solution. But Jokic is bigger and stronger than him; he can get off that sh- that little flip shot, that hook shot, whenever he wants to. And if you send extra help, he's making the right pass. And just like there's really no good answer for the Murray Jokic two man game; you can't switch it because they can punish the size mismatch on either side. Um, you know, you could try to trap Murray, but if you put two on the ball, then Jokic is open on the pop or on the roll. Like, it, you've got to – I think they're going to have to mix it up a ton. They'll have to throw in some zone here and there. 
and then they're just going to have to give Jokic a lot of attention. I, I guess I just hope the Denver's try to funnel as many of those passes to their less good shooters, but they've got lots of good shooters. So it's, uh, I think it's going to have to be a collection of stuff. It just, Eric Spolstra just throwing, you know, junk ball defenses and then leaning on two elite defenders in Bam and Butler to be, uh, you know, jamming up passing lanes and, and, uh, and making things as difficult as possible. But no good answers, really. Five words for you. Secret defensive weapon, Omir Yurtsevin. Let's see it. I mean, I was, I was, I was suggesting. I don't know what Spolzer's plan is going to be, but like you said, it's going to have to be junk defense, mad scientist type stuff. And that's where I was like, yeah. maybe you. And I feel like the Heat are, you know, they know they're underdogs. They're good. I feel like they're going to be playing to stay in games and then have Butler and, and company just try and tough out a fourth quarter or you know yeah. figure yeah. out who's hot and hit three threes. You know, with four minutes to go. But so the in other thought too, the other thought too would be like, can you use Jimmy, who's one of the best players in the world at drawing fouls? Like, could you somehow get him to with enough pick and rolls that Jokic get him in foul trouble? Like the answer yep. to that is probably not. But if you could get four fouls on Jokic early in the third by the early in the third quarter or something like that, do um, some damage. You know, my guess is that Denver would still roll with him. But like, if you could get him off the floor, then Denver becomes a normal basketball team and not this unstoppable offensive force. Yeah. But I, yeah, I want, I want to see Yurtsevin in there just to like throw three <laughs> fouls and just, just to try and make it, you know, uh, what, what's the name uncomfortable. And, and like you said, I, th- I thought this too is you can't give him the same looks. He's, he's like a, a computer. He's yeah. just, he's, he'll learn and be like, Oh, well, yeah. if y'all are doing this, yeah. then I'm doing this. And I do like the fact that the heat, you and I've talked about this before. I am not a proponent of zone defense as a core base defense, but I like mixing up look. I think in college people should do it even more, especially with when young yeah. guys play more. Like your man to man is your we need to stop defense and it's your identity. But your zone is more to just so that if somebody thinks they figured something out, they got to think about it again. And so yeah, I, I do expect Spolster to to have some mad scientist scientisty type stuff to throw at Jokic every now and then. That that was always the thing in college that made Georgia Tech like a screwball team to play against when Josh Pastner was there, right? Like that, like. Jordan Tech would play zone on half the possessions, yep. but it would be one three one zone, then it'd be one two two, then it would be two three trap, then it'd be like then it would be man to man, then man to man switch. Like it always made Jordan Tech the ultimate like they're gonna try to drag the game into the mud and make you play uh, you know, a lower possession, lower scoring game, and like that's what Miami uh should be trying to do against Denver. No, I love that. Brian Geis, you're joining us talking some hoops. He's also out at the soccer tournament uh for soccer.com. Can you give us uh, it's so two thousand like 20 to ask this now, but uh, Austin Deleuze gave us a, a little bit of it, but you're now there and games are going on. Can you give us a vibe check uh, out at Wake Med Soccer Park? Like, what's the scene? I, I'm seeing on social media, like I said, I see pictures of Steve Nash playing soccer and Chad Ochocinco's yep. out there. Are there just like a bunch yep. of games going on there? Does it feel like a festival? Yeah, what does yeah. it feel like? It, it kind of is that kind of feel. Like, they've got six fields set up for games, and there's probably, you know, three or four games going on at the same time. Um, there's been, there's just like a cool mix of players. Like there's been some former national team players from both the men's and women's side out here. Obviously you've got Steve Nash playing for, uh, for Como, uh, which is being coached by Seth Fabregas. He used to play for Chelsea and Arsenal, the Spanish national team. Chris Paul was, uh, was out here walking around with his kids earlier today too. So it's been just kind of like a fun from the celebrity standpoint. I think it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Wrexham, or the team that's representing Wrexham AFC right now, they're playing. 
And, uh, you know, based off really the success of Welcome to Wrexham, you know, the FS, the FX docuseries, uh, they've got a big, internet, you know, USA yep. fan base now. So there's a ton of people out here, um, you know, to, to cheer on the, you know, the, the Wrexham Red Dragons that's rep- representing Wrexham AFC. So that's been really fun. And would you say for people are, that aren't here but are trying to get a, get a feel for everything, um, yeah, which I would check out social media accounts to, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter for soccer.com. There's going to be, you know, wall to wall coverage there um, all throughout the weekend. You That's know, awesome. Starting yesterday and, and running through the, the Titan Championship game um, on Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon here at Wake Med. So, yeah, great vibe. Uh, it, it's really fun. There's lots of, you know, vendors for food and drink. And, uh, yeah, it's just been a been really fun uh, first day of matches so far. A soccer jamboree going out there at the soccer tournament. I couldn't believe the basketball tournament has been going on for like 10 years now. Since I know yeah, you're, bas- yep. you're basically running the tournament, I know, or the person who is running the tournament reports to you, Brian Geisinger. Can you <laughs> can you pass on my idea if we need, um, when the at least when the championship game is played, if not before, we need the like World Series of Poker style, just that we need the money sitting beside the field, the million bucks. <laughs> I'd like it emptied out of the cases in a pile so that literally the team that wins can just go Scrooge McDuck into the pile of money uh, after it wins. So see if you can make that yeah. happen. I think that's a great idea. You would like one of the other things they're doing here where, like, you've been a fan of the Elam ending in basketball. Yes. Like when they've used that for the All-Star game. Yeah, we for, talked about this. Yep. Uh, the, the TBT. Yeah, uh, maybe you and Deleuze talked about this earlier, but they're using a version of that called target score time to decide games at this event. So all games are decided by a goal, which is, uh, I think has already created some like pretty fun drama in a couple of the early matches. No, it's, it's super cool. I love it. I'm, you know, uh, again, I'm not one who, who says, Oh, we need, to, I don't want a gimmicky sports. I don't want to rush to, to yeah. rules changes, but I am on team. Let's discuss rule changes and let's find places like this to, to yeah, try yeah. new things, and I think it's a perfect place to do it, and I think it's awesome that they're doing it. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I won't go through all the details, but like Brian said, the, the key is every – basically you have a game winner every game instead of one team running out the clock. So a goal hits the back of the net, and at that point somebody's a net, and it's not necessarily like a golden goal situation. So we talked about the details yeah. earlier, or you could go look cool. it up, but it does create cool. excitement in that sense. So very cool. Um, you will be out there most of the weekend, I assume, my man, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really looking forward to the next few days. should be a, a lot of fun at the, uh, the TST here in, uh, in Cary. Very cool. Brian Geisinger, go check out the, the soccer tournament. Check out all the coverage that he's helping with for Soccer.com and all their uh, social media accounts. And, of course, enjoy watching the NBA Finals tonight. Um, Brian Geisinger sometimes is too locked in to put out tweets about exactly what's <laughs> happening, but he might give you some insight on the Twitter yeah. machine, at Geisberg. And, and I'm not watching NASCAR, but shout out to anyone who is uh, doing that. Football and soccer here. Or, or sorry, pardon me, soccer and basketball, I should say. Uh, there you go. I appreciate yeah. it, dude, and we will talk to you yeah. soon. Enjoy the uh, soccer tournament. Yeah, sounds good. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.